What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the archives of the greatest dramas in radio history, we proudly present Hollywood. The Radio Theater, starring Olivia de Havilland and Charles Boyer in Clooney Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. William Keeley. Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. A book that may have eluded your attention, albeit a bestseller in its field, is a hefty volume called Modern Plumbing Illustrated. If by any remote chance you should have occasion to refer to it, you'd notice that it opens with a chapter on the kitchen sink. In fact, the kitchen sink takes precedence over laundry tubs, shower bars, hot water tanks, and cellar piping. I mention this because our play tonight is motivated not by just romantic love, but also by a love for plumbing, starting with the kitchen sink. It's 20th Century Fox's screen hit, Cleany Brown. And our stars are Charles Boyer in his original screen role and Olivia de Havilland as Cleany. Two unpredictable people who meet at the aforesaid sink and we end up, uh, well, you'll see how as our play progresses. It takes place back in 1938. We take you now to London and act one of Clooney Brown, starring Olivia de Havilland in the title role and Charles Boyer as Adam Belinsky. <laughs> Bachelor named Hilary Ames was expecting fifty guests for cocktails when a sudden bolt of disaster descended. His kitchen sink refused to drain. For an angry hour, Mr. Ames has been waiting for a plumber. Finally, come in, my good man, come in. Oh, thank you. Not me to spoil your Sunday, but it's sink or swim, you know. <laughs> Kitchen's like that. There you are. Quite a mess, isn't it? Yes. Very interesting. Well, there it is. 
Well, just a look at it, old chap. Do something. Eh? Oh, you want your thing fixed. Right. Relieve the brain, relieve the stress. I'll give a poet. Well, uh, what you need is a plumber. Right. Uh, you mean... You mean you are? Mm? Oh, unfortunately, no. No, I stopped by to call on an old friend of mine, Professor Lee. Oh, Professor Lee's been in Scotland for months. Oh. oh, well, now I am in a fix. What about me? I'm in a fix, too. Fifty deaths, including the Honorable Betty Cream, and she doesn't go everywhere, you know. You are the most selfish man I've ever seen. What? You don't even know me. And already you're not interested in me. Why don't you ask me why I wanted to see Professor Lee? Why don't you say, my dear sir, is there anything I can do for you? Well, uh, is there? Oh, thank heaven, I've misjudged you. Uh, my name is Adam Benning. Oh, uh, hey, Hillary, hey. Ah, uh-huh, delighted. Uh, still, I wish Professor Lee were here. You know what he would have said to me? What? Is there anything wrong to which he would have said? And I would have said with a sad little smile, no, no, nothing. But he would not have believed me. Oh, no, no, you would have observed how tired I am. He would have insisted on my going inside and taking a nap. <laughs> uh, you had the most charming way of forcing a 20-pound note on you. Made you feel you were doing him a favor. A remarkable fellow. Well, uh, if there's anything I can do, uh, uh, that much of the plumber. Come in. Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon. Well, did you have a go, Adam? I beg your pardon? The rabbit is in with a drink, aren't you? Well, I'm Polly the Plumber's room, but uh, where's Polly the Plumber? Keeping out when he's got at the cemetery. I left the note for him. Said I'd have a crack at the scene myself. You don't mean you're a plumber, too. Oh, no, but I've learned a lot from Uncle Arn. He respects the conservatives, if you ask me. Conservatives? Oh, much too. Just a drop here and it's just there, you know. Well, what a good bang might turn out to some difference. So, I'll get to work. Oh, you know you don't. Oh, my dear Ames, where's your sense of adventure? Please, sir, do let me call. Oh, but a lady, now, now, when you're up against a deadline, you have to take chances. Well, young woman? No. What a congestion. I never thought it would be as good as this. I can't take the next instrument. Your instrument, miss. Thank you. I hope it won't take too long. It's 4.30, you know. Well, here it goes. Anything happened? No, not yet. I'm not discouraged. Monkey wrench. A what and a twist. A what? And a twist. It goes. It did. Once again, then. It's coming. Eureka. Oh, it's Johnny, 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 Johnny. My dear child, my dear child. Isn't it wonderful? Oh, fascinating. Oh, it calls for a drink, definitely. So where are you two? I'll be right back with the A wonderful afternoon. My first drink and my first cocktail. You've always been it. Have another. Oh, thank you. Oh, feels just lovely. I feel sedative. Sedative? Have you ever had tea at the lips? I have last Saturday. I was lying at bed, sucking oranges to turn up the system, you know, and all at once I said to myself, Clean Brown, you've got that pine nose in your stockings. Oh, don't you have tea at the rip? So, I did. That's how I think come over this. Was it a good thing? Oh, it wasn't a tea. But the ears inside, this thing is. Isn't it? And holy my chair for me. You'd never have thought I was out of place. What made you think you were? Oh, I didn't think I was. It's Uncle Arn. He's always telling me, clearly, 
man, you don't know your place. Think of your place, Peeny Brown. You ought to learn your place. And where does Uncle Arn send your place, please? Because he doesn't know. That's great. Send I tell you where it is. Wherever you're happy, that's your place. And happiness is purely a matter of personal adjustment to one's environment. You're the sole judge. I am. Right. Some people like to feed nuts to the squirrels. But if it makes you happy to feed squirrels to the nuts, who am I to say nuts to the squirrels? Not at all. I said some people like to see my guest. Come in. Aunt Boris, Boris, that's Lama. It's Uncle Lorne. Here I am, Uncle Lorne, in the kit. Looney Brown, and with strong drink in your hand, what's been going on? Oh, I assure you, Uncle Lorne. Name Mr. Porridge, giving strong drink to a young girl. I've offered mine. Oh, that's Uncle Lorne. There you go again. You don't know your place. You never will know your place. But that is my place. That's anybody's place. If you want to feed nuts to the squirrels, who wants to say, do you? That's settled, isn't it? You're going to take that job, you are. You're leaving tomorrow for the country. Yes, Uncle Lorne. You'll be a domestic and a decent home. You're going into service. Now, come along, Clooney Brown. Yes, Uncle Lorne. Goodbye, gentlemen. And thank you. Thank you for everything. You'll take the train in the morning, Clooney. You're a very lucky girl getting took on his father night and a night out in the country. What's the people's mind? Sir Henry and Lady Tom, they'll let you. But what if I just get him to him? What if they see me scratch and starve me down to the bone? Then can I come back from tomorrow? They'll see you, lad. What if they knock me about? They won't. But what if they do? Well, then, send me a line. But be sure they do. Thank you, man. Hey. Do you know why girls leave home? Girls leave home because they're thrown out, that's why. I wonder what his name was. Hey. Oh. Oh, name. Oh. What's the squirrel? That's something to think about, all right. And believe it or not, Andrew, she fixed it. Bang, bang, and away it goes. A lady plumber. <laughs> Incredible. And what happened to the chap who was looking for Professor Lee? Oh, he's about somewhere I suppose. I lost track of him when everybody breathed him. Hello, Betty. You've met our host, haven't you? Mr. Ray, the Honorable Betty Green. I hope you cheered him up, Mr. Lord and heir of the Carmel fortune is in a fretful humor. Why, not at all. I simply can't understand cocktail parties. But no offense, Mr. Ray. When Europe is on the brink. Hitler and Vienna and Prague. Oh, I'm so tired of talk about Hitler. But you must realize we're on the verge of war. Stop talking and do something about it. Well, I most definitely have. I've written a letter to the time. Then there's nothing to worry about. Now then, I've something interesting to tell you. I've just discovered a man inside. With the screen, the place is full of men. This one's in bed. Come on, come on. <laughs> no wonder. It's that squirt. Good heavens. What's the matter? Hello, that man. He's Belinsky. Adam Belinsky. You mean, uh, you mean I can know him? Is he a dancer? Oh, don't be an idiot. He's a great man. He's Belinsky. Adam Belinsky. He's a writer. A professor of Prague. One of Hitler's worst enemies. You mean a Nazi officer? Certainly. Look at him. Exactly like his picture. Better, in fact. Nobler. Much nobler. No. What difference does that make? He's a great liberal. Oh, <coughs> that man right, Norma says. So do I. Well, I don't. And I'm as liberal as either of you. Oh, excuse me. Oh, yes. See, we've wakened them. Uh, hello. Hello. Now, it's all right. You can trust us. 
I'm Angel Cummings. Oh, how do you do? And I'm Betty Kim. You see? Oh, yes. Yes, you are honorable, and you don't go everywhere. Oh, we don't mean to pry, but you're in trouble, aren't you, Professor? Mm, well, uh, yes, yes. As a matter of fact, unless a miracle happens, I'm a man without a home. You see, my landlady... Oh, that beast, that terrible beast, Hitler. Mm, I wonder if I've made myself clear. Oh, perfectly. And we must do something, exactly. Uh, gentlemen, I'm afraid you are a little confused. Oh, I know we are. There's so much muddle thinking. I have an idea. Let's scram out of here. It's that in the right direction. Oh, of course, oh boy, under the circumstances and all. But, uh, where will you go? Yes, where? Some place to Any suggestions, Mr. Greenstreet? Well, I, I should say the rich. Is a good, safe place, something to talk things over, anyway. Splendid. Let's go. Sorry, Hillary. Wonderful party, but, well, you understand. Well, this is my lodging house. Thank you for a delightful evening. You see, I've never been to the lake before. Oh, it's been a privilege, Professor. Good night. Good night, Mr. Gummer. Good night. Oh, Professor. Yes? Excuse me, Betty. Professor, I, I beg your pardon for bringing this up again, but well, since you have honored us with your confidence, yes? well, I feel that the 20 pounds you were gracious enough to accept from me is most inadequate. Here, please take this. No, 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 no. My dear friend, you mustn't press me any further. I insist. I understand, Professor. I'm sorry. However, should I need 30 additional pounds, you will give it to me and nobody else. That's a promise? My word of honor. Oh, thank you, sir. I'll telephone you tomorrow. Good night. Good night. Good night, Professor. There it is. Yes? I'm sorry, darling, but I'll not be having lunch with you tomorrow. No. No. Tomorrow I'm driving down to the country. I've got to see father about Professor Belinsky. <laughs> To get to the point, Father, I'm inviting a guest here. Good. Mother? Of course, dear. Now, he's in great danger. Oh, he won't admit it. But he is. He must get out of London. Good heavens, what's he done? What hasn't he done? He's fighting for a new and better world. Whatever for? What for? Father, haven't you heard of the Nazis? Oh, yes, German chaps. Always wanted to see one. Send him down by all means. Father, he isn't a Nazi. He fights Nazis. Believe me, England won't be safe until we produce our own Belinsky. What the devil are Belinsky? What are Belinsky? Oh, I give up. Now, don't go all to pieces, dear. If England must produce Belinsky, why will it produce Belinsky? Belinsky is the man's name, Professor Adam Belinsky. Oh, well, we'll be glad to make his weekend as pleasant as possible. But this isn't a matter of a pleasant weekend, it's a matter of life and death. Well, you may have to stay here permanently. Permanently? A total stranger. Now, look here, Edward. But, Father, he sacrificed everything. He hasn't any money. Oh, Mother, I'm sure you'll understand. Now, I'm depending upon you to be very kind to him. Well, I've got to get back to London. You just got here. Betty Cream? Of course not. Betty Cream is entirely too superficial to be concerned about in times like these. Well, I'll see you as soon as I can. Goodbye. Hey, goodbye, Father. Oh, dear, I wish you were more interested in Betty. Nice girl. Fits a horse well. <laughs> Why doesn't he marry her and have done with it? Dear Uncle Ron, I am right to see you on the thing that is carrying you out of your life and to my new career 
and follow me. There is a nice thing gentleman in the cross and the empty stalls, Robbie. The gentleman says he will have a car waiting for him at the station, and he will drive me to Sir Henry Carmel's residence. He says any friend of yours is a friend of his. So Henry Uh, Miss Brown, Colonel Graham just dropped her off. Well, aren't you going upstairs? But I don't know, Miss Brown. Oh, of course you do. Of course you do. You just don't remember. Andrew, careful if you said Mr. Belinsky. But do you suppose you could have meant Miss Brown? Mm, possibly. Oh, you'll remember once you get a look at her. <laughs> One of those relatives of yours, probably. Well, I'll have to refer to you anyway. Uh, Colonel seems quite fond of her. Wants us to bring her over there tomorrow night. Oh, it it really doesn't matter. Then, Mr. Lemon. Well, I used to pick me, but I'll try lemon. Oh, well, then, but by all means. Sugar? Oh, I, I don't think so. <laughs> Are you quite sure? <laughs> well, if you don't mind, stir, please. Try a crumpet. Oh, thank you. You know, I think this is going to be anything like this. And I've never seen such beautiful flowers. Hear that, Alice? She works in it from morning till night at her empire. Maybe you'll let me help you. Of course, my dear. I'm so glad you like flowers. You're much nicer than I thought. I didn't think you'd be nice at all. <coughs> you didn't. I was even afraid to my starving. Instead, <laughs> here I am having tea with milk and four lumps and crumpets. Here, I have another. Good heavens, child. Have them all. Ah, uh, you won't be sorry. I'm going to do everything to please you, even if sitting. Are you coming? Lummy. I only switch one of your pipes, Luke. I could fix it. By God. Miss Brown, I uh, I suppose you've known Colonel Graham a long time. I know. Uh, it's a step on the train, but I, I feel as if I've known him ever so long. And then you have a puppy. You're going to have a what? A puppy from the colonel. Jupiter. This is it's the first time he's ever given one of Roddy's a boy. I promise I won't let it interfere with my work. Your work? Uh, yes. Well, uh, uh, I'll turn it down. Uh, it's just that the emergency set me. Do you just set me? And it'll be polymized. Oh, well, uh, Oh, I see. You uh, thought I was going to be nice, didn't you? Oh, well, it's fine. Oh, Nancy, you enjoyed meeting you. Yes, of course. Oh, Yes, Miss Philip, let's just down when you made it. No, don't get upset. But it isn't, Lily. We hope you'll be happy here and stay with us a long time. Thank you, Lily. Well, Philip, how's the progressing? Uh, the new parliament. It's a little difficult to determine so soon, sir, but I've decided to let her assist at dinner, sir. Good, good. Now, uh, about what's his name? Uh, the chap Andrew sent us from London. The professor, he'll be downstairs immediately, sir. I say, Alice, what's his name again? Oh, dear, I keep forgetting, too. So many foreigners have foreign names, don't they? If I may make a suggestion, sir, think of the fur, Kolinsky. Of course, of course, of course. Professor Kolinsky. And now substitute B for Co. Belinsky for Kolinsky, and he has it, sir. Oh, simple, isn't it? <laughs> uh, professor, 
Uh, what's the name of that part again? Uh, Professor Belinsky. Oh, Professor, how nice to see you. And you're very kind of you, Jamel. How do you do, sir? How do you do? How do you do? Have a glass of sherry. How do you like your room? Oh, most excellent. Oh, good. Comfortable bed, too. Oh, uh, there's a nightingale under your window. Oh, you shouldn't have gone to so much trouble. Not at all, not at all. Professor, you're most welcome here for as long as you care to stay. How very hospitable you are, but I don't feel I should accept until you know more about me. Oh, Andrew has told us all about you. And about this nasty business, you don't have to worry with Constable Birkins around. <laughs> well, uh, what really worries me right now is the lack of the dinner Dinner is served, milady. Sir Henry, I couldn't bear to face you in a lounge suit across the dinner table. Nonsense, nonsense. More a lounge suit myself wants a dinner. In Naples, French plumbing. Didn't want to talk to Naples. <laughs> How simple and charming you make effort. Now, and mind that you hold the mutton jacket properly. Oh, yes, sir. Stop leaping about. You will serve Sir Henry, sir. Anyway, Ah, oh, here we are. Mutton from our own sheep, Belinda. Uh-uh. Huh? Uh-uh. What? Who does that keep for any? This one. Much better. What? Because it's in its back. And it's bigger and down. Well, I, I never. I never. You will have to, sir. <laughs> no, thank you, Miss Barn. If you don't mind, I... Amazed, you take my mutton for me. Outrageous, preposterous. You'll be dismissed immediately. No, no, one moment, Sir Henry. Uh, you took the piece of mutton to suggest it. Why? Well, uh, because the other piece had a blob of fat on it. Ah, and this one is brown and leaner and bigger. But hang it all, Valentia, Darcy, who's done? What a pity. Does it occur to you, sir, that for generations the Lord of Carmel has probably eaten the wrong pieces of mutton? Oh, that's a very interesting way of looking at it. Besides, Henry, it's so difficult to get domestics to come to the country. Well, she needn't have got the whole platter and insulted my friend. What is it she said to you? Nuts to the squirrels. Doesn't make sense. No, no, it doesn't. It should be squirrels to the nuts. But... Well, not too deep for me, Belinsky. If I may say so, the lady, the sooner the young woman is dismissed the death. Oh, Monsieur Stewart. I know, I know that as a guardian of English tradition, Miss Brown has offended your sensibilities. But permit me to quote someone to whom everything English was also dear. The quality of mercy is not strange. It drops as a gentle rain from heaven. Lady Carmel, Sir Henry, allow me to raise my glass to Shakespeare. Hey, hey, hey. Shakespeare. You will give her another chance, Philip. Thank you, Lady Carmel. <laughs> Coming, Clooney? Coming. Hello, Clooney. Oh, I'm so sorry I upset you at dinner tonight. I'll be too to the minister. Uh, forgive me for calling on you at this hour. I would have paid my respect sooner, but I had uh, some difficulty to put in your room. Now, for heaven's sake, how did you get here? You remember my uncle, don't you? Oh, yes, that's right. He did speak of sending you into service. No, what about me, Clooney? I'm a city man. I love crowds and traffic and smoke in my lungs. What have I got? A big mouth nightingale right under my window. Oh, it's good to talk to someone who's out of place, too. Yes, Clooney, talk to me at any time. 
Open your heart to me. Okay. Oh, <laughs> That's right, Looney. Put your head on my shoulder. There. Now, there. Sure, I'm not. You were just happy to find a friend here, and sure am I. Well, we must go on being friends. And as we are not our type, that should be easy. You you are too quick to want to do the challenge. Why do you hold up to Yes, yes, that's right, Tony, but you know how it is in a desert island. You wait and wait. And that you don't wait anymore. Tony Brown, let's admit it, we're in danger. Oh, today we are not our type. But as time passes, well, we might not look so bad to each other. And if we remain here long enough, who knows? Oh, no. No, that must never happen, Mr. Belinsky. You must never become the victim of my circumstances. And if you should ever see romantic to me, don't hesitate. Just kick me. Good. Let us kick each other. Kick that pot. Let your kick on. Excellent. Ah, oh, I feel so much better. How lucky I was to meet you at Mr. Einstein's sake. Oh, I wish I were back there right now. I wish I could roll up my sleeves and unloosen the drawing. Bang, bang, bang. Well, yes, Jenny. Well, I think I'll go to my room now and let the nightingale bang me to sleep. Good night, Jenny. Good night, Mr. Vanessa. In a moment, we'll return with Act Two of Clooney Brown, starring Charles Boyer and Olivia de Havilland. At military and experimental airfields all over the world, espionage agents observe. They watch and record the flight in and out of the field, and they observe as much as they can the performances of new planes and weapons, and they listen. Listen to the voices of the people who work inside and talk outside about classified information. The outcome of wars in the course of world history is changed because people who should have known better talk. Charles Boyer as Belinsky, and Olivia de Havilland as Clooney. For three weeks, Clooney Brown has pursued her career as a parlor maid on the country estate of Sir Henry Carmel, where Adam Belinsky is installed as a somewhat permanent guest. Now, on a pleasant afternoon, Adam and Clooney negotiate a chance meeting in the village. Clooney! Why, Mr. Pudinsky, what are you doing in the village? Oh, just a walk, Clooney, but look at you. Violet on your shoulders, roses on your teeth, and a whole garden of a hat on your head. What's the occasion? My afternoon off, from three to seven. Oh, that's perfect, Clooney. Four hours, all to ourselves. Oh, I was awfully sweet of you, Mr. Pudinsky, but, well, something has happened. What? 
what would she think if a gentleman invited you to tea? And to meet his mother, too. Well, uh, I wouldn't go. But I've already accepted. It's the chemist, Mr. Winston. Mm. Oh, so exciting to meet a man surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of bottles and every one of them like that death. Mr. Wilson is going to get just appointed. He'll let me walk to make up a description. Hey, Junie, looks as if your sheep are swimming. Have a good time, my dear. Good morning, Mr. Winston. I hope you enjoy your walk. This is the parlor, Miss Brown. Oh, Mr. Wilson. What an elegant room. <laughs> yes. It's not Buckingham Palace, but it's Wilson's little car for. <laughs> you know, Sister Missy, the way I look? Oh? Up there, my heart. Well, I don't object to it myself, Miss Brown, but Mother might think it a little frivolous. Oh, well, I'll take it off then. Thank you. Mr. Wooden, what if someone should come in and talk to a description? I'll hear the tinkle bell on the shop door. Now then, Miss Brown, you might enjoy this. A map of our entire valley. Just look at it. Yes. Now here on the map is where we are this very moment. And this is where I intend to remain the rest of my life. In this very house. Ah. The top of the house goes down. It won't. You may have observed the lightning rod on the roof. Newton's imperial pinpoint. The very best. However, if a blaze should occur, it may reassure you to know that I am chief of the Fire Carmel Volunteer Fire Department. Oh, Mr. Wilson. Oh, yes. It would be almost worth a fire to see you in action. Thank you, Miss Brown. Now I shall call my mother. Mother? Mother? <laughs> Mother's been resting. Ah, here she comes. Mother, Miss Brown. <laughs> How do you do, Mrs. Wilson? Your chair, Mother. And now, Miss Brown, I shall play something on the harmonium. Oh, Mr. Wilson, is there anything you can do? You shall have your choice. Sweet Alice Benbow, or play gently Sweet Aston. Oh, they're both so beautiful. Then shall we say Sweet Alice, and maybe play gently for an encore? I'd like to go further. Uh, Mother's taken a great liking to you. Yes, sir. Oh, I hope so. Did you find anything that is apart from killing your throat? Uh, Mother, the first words on Saturday. Oh, look. Hello, Mr. Belushka. Hello, Jimmy Brown. Look, I can have walked. Oh, this is Miss Wilson. Mr. Belushka. Oh, uh, how do you do? How do you do? 
Mr. Brooks is staying at Charles Cornell. Mr. Brooks is Sir William Levy Cornell. Oh, I understand your surprise, Mr. Wilson. I guess he's not ordinarily aware of the existence of a maid. Exactly, sir. Well, you see, at Fire Chamel, we are very proud of our Looney and interested in our welfare. And above all, in our friends. Oh, immensely, sir. Oh, it's quite a decision. Oh, I really must move along. Thank you for a wonderful afternoon, Mr. Wilson. Good evening, Miss Brown. A very worthy young lady. Yes. I'd like a word with you, Wilson. I am at your disposal, sir. Mr. Wilson, I presume that you have weighed your intentions to Miss Brown as carefully as you weigh the contents of this pill. I assure you, sir, I am not the sort who would invite a young lady to tea merely to while away an afternoon. <laughs> well, I must admit I was worried about Tony, but you have relieved my fears. Mr. Wilson, you couldn't have prescribed the better sedatives on yourself. Oh, thank you, sir. Not at all. Good night. Good night, sir. Oh, Mr. Wilson. Yes, sir. Uh, just something more. Uh, you don't drink, do you? Oh, no, sir. Good. Good night, Mr. Wilson. You want to have a talk about her, Mr. Belushi? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, sit down, sit down, please. Thank you. How do you like Mr. Wilson? It's certain I sit with the wrong. Yes, sir. Our there is an ocean. And on the ocean is a boat. Riding the storm and battling the billows. <laughs> That's not Mr. Wilson. But in a quiet harbor, there is a freighter. Its engine is turned off. No smoke comes out of its tunnel. Nothing could ever budget. Neither wind nor waves. That's Mr. Wilson. Oh, I'm so glad you like him. Huh? This afternoon, for the first time, I really felt what it must be like to really have a place. And then his mother started to snore. I got all freaked up. You like that? You see, I'm an orphan, and I, I've never heard my mother snore. Well, you're happy now. That's all that matters. Well, Mr. Galinsky, I'm sure your ship will come in too someday. <laughs> Don't worry about my ship. I'm a good swimmer. Oh, you have heard about it. Mm, oh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Galinsky. Good night. Well, I decided quite suddenly to drive down. Uh, tell me, Andrew, how are you? Oh, better now that I'm out of London. And how is Vicky Tree? Oh, I never want to hear that woman's name again. She's impossible. Oh. Self-centered and idiotic. Uh, now tell me, what's been going on? I've neglected you shamefully. Have you noticed anything that looks like a Nazi? <laughs> well, uh, there is a cow on your father's back. Well, that's given me a nasty look once or twice, but... Oh, won't you ever be serious? Professor, from now on, I'm devoting my undivided attention to you. Oh, if you would only listen, Andrew. I've tried to tell you so many times. I'm merely another refugee. I'm not in any danger. You're not in danger. Well, naturally, I am. Well, that's more like it. But so are you, the whole world, everyone. Yes, but everyone's not Adam Belinsky. Oh, so I had a bad time of it until I had seen them. 
And mind you, I may have it, but time will be again if they ever publish my book. Oh, what's holding it up? Publishers. Motherfucker. I'm going to write another letter to the farm. Good. No, I'll join the RAF. That's better. Join the RAF. Rise above the time. Mm. Well, not much point sitting here, is there? Let's drive on home. Hello, hello. What's getting green? Yes. What's she doing here? Riding a horse? She's here for the weekend. Why didn't you tell me? What do you care? You told me she was impossible. Debbie, why did you come here? Well, have you forgotten that row we had last night? Did you have a row? I don't remember. We had a row all London talking about. You haven't even the decency to acknowledge it. <laughs> Sorry, darling. I'll do better next time. That's your heavy, though, boy. One day, some man's going to marry that girl. Decent stuff, probably. Well, there's only one thing I can say for her. Surprised to see you. You made that quite clear. Nice fellow, Andrew. You've come to my room to tell me about Andrew. No, to talk to you about Toon Brown. I suppose you have not even noticed, sir. Who do you think, in fact, your three suitcases, two hat boxes, and one overnight suit? Hmm? Harry, Noel, Richard? Toon Brown. And Toon Brown would like to have evening off to attend a birthday celebration. Now, Mrs. Mayley, the housekeeper, and Mr. Stewart, the butler, are willing to excuse her. Then everything's finished, isn't it? Not quite. You see, Miss Brown has been assigned as your personal maid. Now the question arises, is saying, can you, can you get in and out of your clothes without breaking your neck? That I don't know. Try it, will you, my little lamb, my sweet? And if you should break your pretty little neck, just stay And if you promise not to come, Miss Brown may have a whole evening off. Thank you, Miss Brown. A pleasure, Mr. Valencia. What did you say, Mr. Valencia? I said evening is yours, Tony. Enjoy it. Oh, Mr. Valencia. You see, it's not only Mrs. Wilson's birthday, but Jimmy's been started happening. I truly. You say have. Mr. Wilson has spoken to his mother about me. Oh, I'm sure she approves of you. Well, anyway, she did it for now. She just said, oh, 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 oh. That's what he told me. Oh, that's uh, very encouraging. And then Mr. Wilson asked her to meet him to look at her and everybody. And they all... Not you? That's just it. He might ask me tonight. That's what he said. I see. So romantic, Tony. Mr. Blinsky asked. Hmm? Oh, oh, no, I, I, I can't tell you. Then he what? But I, I had a dream last night about you. Come you did. Oh, you don't know how wonderful you looked in that first. And how you rode that black Arabian stallion. Really? You just burned up the sand and you slipped me up off the desert and kept me right in front of you on the saddle. My, did we get a horse well. Tell me, tell me, is that the key to my tent, Cooney? That's the usual procedure, isn't it? You were taking me somewhere, but just in time, all remembered our pack. Our pack? Oh, yes. So I took myself. Oh, and took the stick right out of the dream. Mr. Belinsky, do we talk down to your tent? No. No, Tony, you did the right thing. I have no tent. Not on the desert, nor anywhere. Well, turn along, Tony. Good luck. 
Freedom afforded by exemption from occupation or business. Well, there isn't a man serving the armed forces today who doesn't have a certain amount of leisure time. What is done with that time is up to the individual. But here is a suggestion that may come in handy. Why not take a course, or a group of courses, to the United States Armed Forces Institute? There are over 6,000 to choose from, elementary, high school, college, or technical. The choice is yours. How about discussing it with your education officer? Back to your producer, William Keeley. Act three of Cleaner Brown, starring Charles Boyer as Belinsky and Olivia de Havilland in the title role. It's been a bad night for both Cleaner Brown and Adam Belinsky. Cleaner's propensity for plumbing has shattered her budding romance with Mr. Wilson the chemist. While Adam's brave attempt to smooth the path of love for Andrew Carmel and Betty Queen, likewise a sizzle sadly. It's a solemn-faced Adam who faces Andrew's father at the breakfast table. Please, I want a word with you. Sit down, have some breakfast. No, no, thank you. I don't feel like breakfast today. Have you seen Andrew? No, but I'm afraid I'm going to have to. You're in for a surprise. He'll bowl you over. <laughs> really? Belinsky, he's not a boy anymore. Two-fisted man, overnight, scared the wind out of there. Oh. Know who did it? That fellow you're running away from. What fellow? Oh, what's his name? Uh, you know, Hitler. Good heavens. What else happened last night? Was war declared? Oh, no, 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 no. But Andrew thinks it will be. That's why he barged into my room this morning and said, I'm joining the RAF. Never spoke to me like that in his life. Oh, yeah, yes. Well, I think I'll have some breakfast, after all. I say, Blinsky, let's talk about war. Oh, poppycock, isn't it? No, no, Sir Henry. I know Hitler. Written a book, hasn't he? Well, what more does he want? If you really want to know, Sir Henry, read the book. It's sort of an outdoor book, isn't it? Uh, what you call, oh, yes, my camp. <laughs> yes, yes, sort of an outdoor book. The old German idea of sport. Sir Henry, there will be a war. It's inevitable. Well, then I'm glad Andrew's joining up. We'll see this thing through, Malinsky. We'll show that light off. You're getting angry, Sir Henry. Good. Stay angry, and everything will be all right. Oh, good morning, Professor. Oh, good morning, Lady Carmel. Good morning, Miss Payne. Good morning, Professor. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. Have you heard the good news about Andrew and Betty? You may congratulate us, if you like. We're going to be married. Imagine it, Valencia. All this went on last night. We slept through it like a couple of days. <laughs> yes. Well, I wish you all happiness. You're both very lucky. And now I have an announcement. I'm leaving. Well, 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 yeah. Who's leaving? Well, really, I must get back to London. Well, you'll come right back, won't you? I wish I could, Sir Henry. Well, hang it all. Took me quite some time to learn to say, Valencia. Now that I can, teach me selfish of you, old man. Professor? Yes, Andrew? I still insist upon a word with you. Yes. Talk to him, Andrew. He can't leave us. Tell him what's what. I intend to. If you don't mind, Professor, shall I do? Well, Andrew, about last night. I'm not a child. You were not looking for the bathroom door. You don't believe it, eh? I didn't believe it last night, and I don't believe it now. I don't believe it either. But if I should tell you, I went into Miss Chin's room last night to talk about you. Would you believe that? Would you? No. But I did. Professor, I have great respect for you as a writer, as a man of principle. Thank you. But I'm going to knock you down. Sorry. Uh, well, let's get it over with. Uh, well, wait a minute. 
Uh, how much do I owe you? It doesn't matter. But it does matter. If anything should happen to you, I want to be sure of how much I owe you. Now, let's see. Uh, you lent me 20 pounds in London, uh, 4 pounds yesterday. Oh, forget it. What kind of a man do you think I am? Are we going to have this out or aren't we? Indeed we are. But I want you to know that I'm fighting under a handicap. To hit a man who lent me 24 pounds may throw me up badly. Are you ready? Yes. Now, now I know. I think you ought to know that uh, I was once lightweight champion of all Czechoslovakia. And I think you should know I was middleweight champion of all Oxford and Cambridge. Middleweight, eh? Mm. Pretty warm, isn't it? Rather. Oh, it's no use. Can I trust you to wait here? Where are you going? Never mind where I'm going. But if you know what's good for you, see there when I come back. Betty. Andrew, Andrew, what are you doing? You took something out of the chest. I'm sorry, Betty, but it doesn't concern you. You've got to trust me, not me. But if I trust you now, I'll always have to trust you. And I'm sure I won't. It's a gun, isn't it? That's what you're hiding behind your back, a gun. Does this look like a gun? Oh, darling. Oh, darling, it's only money. Well, I suppose you'll think it's absurd of me to lend the professor 50 pounds. Absurd? Give him 100, 200. Oh, and I thought you were going to shoot him. Well, maybe I ought to. After all, walking into your room like Thank that... Thank heaven he did. I had a screwed last night. We wouldn't be engaged today. Oh, you're so right, Jessie. I've said it before and I'll say it again. What England needs is more Belinsky. You sent for me, sir? Uh, yes, sir. I'm leaving. Oh, indeed, sir. You know, I will miss you, sir. And so will my one sister. You brought glamour into its crowded life. Thank you, sir. You trace and increase its self-respect. You give it hope. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'd like to give you this. Oh, thank you, sir. And if you don't mind, this other envelope is for Mrs. Mayer. Yes, sir. Uh, where, where is the thing brown? I have a little something for her. Please. I'm afraid brown is in this post. She hasn't left her room this morning. Oh, nothing serious. Oh, no, uh, Mrs. Mayer tells me the birthday party last night was a bit too much for her. Oh. But I can call her. Mm. I'm sure it's all right. No, 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 it's uh, better like this. Uh, Would you be kind enough to give her uh, this little package? And tell her, please, that I'm so happy her ship is coming. And that I wish her bon voyage with all my heart. Bon voyage, yes, sir. And uh, uh, should she ever feel unhappy, uh, tell her just to close her eyes and say, cool to the nut. You remember that, won't you? If she's ever unhappy, nut to the squirrel. No, 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 squirrel to the nut. Uh, squirrel to the nut. Very good. Thank you. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye, Professor Billy. Why should you be afraid of that? Because I wanted to thank you. Not so Mr. Belushi. Oh, they are beautiful. I'm glad you like them. How didn't you think about me? You know what you're looking for the thing. Yes, I know, Tony. It's kind of awful to think of. Yes, it is awful. Uh, how is Mr. Wilson? Well, I like him better, Mr. Belushi. Was you sick? No, he was upset about his mother. Ah, what's the matter with her? Oh, she was upset about me. Mr. Belushi, I distressed myself last night. Clooney. You know what plumbing does to me. I just can't keep my hands off it. So I don't blame Mr. Wilson. No, just don't blame plumbers. Oh, you, you mean then it's, uh, it's all over? Yes. You and Mr. Wilson? Well, you think so, wouldn't you? But it's nothing. You can't tell me the same. Oh. He's got to ask his mother to give him another chance. Isn't that generous of him? Yes. 
I'm not certain, Mrs. Wilson, that if I can get the wife, I'm quite strong enough. Where is this train is leaving, Clooney? Yes. Well, sit down, Mr. Blinkson. Get on the train. What? Get on the train. Thank you, Mr. Blinkson. Tony? Where are we going? General delivery, London. General delivery? Are you expecting a letter? Always. That's what's so wonderful about general delivery. Letters pour into it, millions of them, from all parts of the world. Yeah, I've never thought of that. Oh, you do make one see things, Mr. Valencia. Among all those letters, there might be one for us. Mind you, it might be very disappointing, but it also might be very encouraging. It might come from America. Mr. Blinsky, you sound as though you like me. Yes, Clooney. Clooney, if I were rich, I would build for you the most beautiful mansion with the most exquisite and complicated plumbing. And right in the middle of the most elegant housewarming party, I would hand you a hammer and a monkey wrench, and I would say, ladies and gentlemen, Madame Clooney Blinsky is about to put the pipes in their place. Madame Blinsky. Looney, never again are you going to have to serve three meals a day. On the other hand, you may not have three meals a day. Sometimes, maybe only one. And sometimes, maybe only none. I don't care. As long as we eat it together, Mr. Belinsky. Just for that, we're going to have three meals a day. With all serve and champagne and snacks in between. You know what you've done to me, Looney? What? I was going to write a book. Morality versus expediency. Well, with luck. I might have made barely enough money for myself. But now, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write a bestseller. A murder mystery. A murder mystery? What's it going to be about? A murder. A man gets murdered. Who's man? A rich man. Oh, yes. There's no use murdering a poor man. Oh, all right you are. You see how well we work together? Who killed him? Who did it? For 360 pages, I will not know myself. But when on page 361 finally comes out, how oh, will I be surprised? And so will millions of others. Cluny, this book will make enough money for both of us. But we should be lucky. What if there should be three others? Well, uh, then I'll write a sequel. But why limit ourselves? I'll write a serial. Oh, Mr. Benucci, how do you think I'm going to have much time for plumbing? What is it, my dear? Just saying, Professor Balinski's new book. At last, by Joseph and sold out for weeks. What's the name of it again? The Nightingale Murder by Adam Balinski. Where have you been, darling? I just took a doctor here. Ah, did you take his plumbing? Uh-uh. You know what he said? No more steam and everyone has to use, he said. Uh-huh. <laughs> You mean... Uh-huh. Why, Colonel Belinsky, excuse me, my darling. What are you doing? The Nightingale strikes again by Adam Belinsky. We take our leave of Tony Brown 
and welcome our stars of the footlights for the curtain call, Olivia de Havilland and Charles Boyer, who've given us a most delightful hour. Thank you, Bill. I really enjoy being King Brown. Does that mean you have a yen for plumbing, Olivia? <laughs> no, Charles. The only bathroom picture that I understand is soap. Good night. Good, Good night. night, and thanks again for King Brown. This is William Keeley, saying goodnight to you from Hollywood. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.